heard a crazy ass show, by the way, a, a radio show on UML. I, I've not been able to figure out who it was. It was just playing a song and then it went, all right, so like, let's just get back into the philosophy. Okay. And he just, they just started talking about philosophy and then they just kind of gently went off air and it was just playing like a country riff until there was just static. I have no idea what it was. But um, they were doing superhero ethics that day. Okay. And they said, like, if you have a superpower, are you obligated to use it? And it kind of touches on what we were talking about with privilege. Like, not is it nice or does it benefit humanity, but, like, if you have a superpower or some super ability, do you have an obligation to use it? This is a super interesting question. Yeah. My general instinct, no, but I think there's a catch there. Like, there has to be a catch. (laughs) I mean, I know what my answer is. Okay. <laughs> and my answer is yes. You are obligated to use it. Okay. I can very easily see someone else's argument being no. Mm. My answer is yes, because those are the conditions that the universe gave you. Mm. And you are obligated to respond to those conditions. Mm. And if you are given the opportunity to do good, then... The rest of the people who do not have that superpower deserve to have a beneficiary, not a beneficiary, a benefactor. Mm. Yeah, I'm like halfway between. I think it's in like a social contract way. Like, yes, if you want to live in a society, but you can't, <laughs> you can't live in a society with that ability and not at some point do something with it. I don't know that it's possible to not in some way live in a society. Mm-hmm. At least now, but I think it's it matters that way. It's like there's no cosmic force that's making you use this for good or going necessarily going to punish you if you don't. Yeah, but you're not allowed to benefit from other people's like from the fruits of other people's labors if you don't want to kick in a little bit too. Well, like, it's like gas money, yeah. you know. Well, like I mean, look at it this way: it could be completely innocuous, or it can be like really, really pressing. Like if someone had the coronavirus vaccine Mm. and came up with it on their own, Mm. would they be wrong not to introduce that into society? Yeah. And I would say yes, if they lived in that society, like if I found out that that person did it, but they were cloistered away on a mountaintop and like they never bought their own food or they never bought food. They never went to a club. They never did anything that I'd be like, Oh Christ. Like I wish they'd come down here, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I would compel them. However, if that person was strutting around saying, I invented the coronavirus vaccine and I bump into them at CVS, we're going to have to have a talk about their sense of obligation. Yeah. The reason that I can see someone's answer being no, though, Mm. is that like, we didn't need, who's that? Albert Hoffman? Mm. Ring a bell? Mm. LSD, right? That was him? I don't know much about him, but... Okay. We didn't need him... (laughs) (laughs) end of episode (laughs) we're straight shooters here like he came up with a way to distribute an experience to the world at large Mm -hmm. and we didn't need that experience necessarily Mm -hmm. but it benefited many Mm. and it was to many's detriment (laughs) (laughs) so the chain reaction of whoever using that superpower also needs to be taken into account because like any potentially benevolent act could have a chain reaction that affects people negatively in the long run. Asbestos. Mm. 
asbestos used to be a miracle product. Mm -hmm. We know it for ceiling tiles and for flooring or whatever. But if you go around an old building that hasn't had it removed, fucking everything is made of asbestos. <laughs> it was a miracle product. Yeah. And it was super versatile. Mm. But it ended up killing everybody who worked directly with it because no one knew about that. Mm -hmm. No one knew about its more toxic effects. Mm. So okay. knowing nothing about the society itself and knowing nothing about what the superpower is, mm. I can see the argument being made that no, given no specific circumstances, we can't just say, yes, it is someone's responsibility to use a superpower that is not already commonplace in that universe because you don't know what kind of effects it will have on the universe as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think my answer leans toward no, and I think there's a couple reasons for it. Okay. Um, I feel like this is one of those questions where like you envision a situation in your mind that kind of distorts the universal meaning meaning of the question. So when I point. hear this question, I envision someone with like an extreme talent, but that doesn't like, like I know so many people who probably like, I, I wouldn't say personally know, but I'm sure there are tons of people in the world that have some crazy talent that could benefit the world at large in like, a huge way, but they just don't feel like, like it's just their little hobby. They don't want to like contribute with it. You know, like they just mm -hmm. personally don't, they, they don't have that. And then you make the argument, well, the universe didn't design them with the drive to use it for a contributive purpose. Mm -hmm. So then in the end they're, they are still kind of following what the universe has obligated them to do. But the word obligate is where it gets me. Cause I yeah. feel like, as soon as someone like feels obligated like that, that feels like forcing the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe if it were like a slightly different word, like, um, like what was the original question again? Uh, pretty much that. If you're, if you have a superpower, are you obligated to use it to like for the betterment of humanity? Yeah. So like, what if that question was like, if you have a superpower, like say, should you be in, um, I think of what would be a slightly okay, hold different Hold on a word. second. Yeah. Owen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Matt, you did not say for the betterment of humanity when you first posed this question. <laughs> what did I say? And that you just said, are you obligated to use yeah, it? Yeah, oh, that's okay. actually a good that, question. And that, that completely yeah. changes that's the more, context. Yeah, that's more mystical. Um, if it's a foregone conclusion that it is for the betterment of humanity, then yes, you're obligated to use it. Absolutely. In a utilitarian sense. Hmm. Unless you're a sociopath, you would just want to. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. what I mean about it being obligatory. And where I get the social contract idea is what's the consequence of you not doing it? If you're obligated, you know, what would be the blowback? Okay. What, well, in what Guilt. But if you were oh, a sociopath... Yeah. Oh, you're right. Guilt. And you're not yeah. physiologically less of a human being, then... Are you less of a human being? Are you excluded from society? And that's where my position is that society's only recourse is to exile you. It's the only power, whether we you know, were to kill that person or send them away to the mountaintop or expel them to space, that's the only recourse we have. <laughs> Launch you into the Because sun. short of a god reaching down and saying, nope, get your shit in gear, go over here and you know, help this kitten in this tree yeah. or whatever you have to do, 
that's where the obligation is tricky because there's no way of enforcing that obligation. Well, maybe the answer is that God just takes care of it and that's why it's never been... Well, I guess it has been a problem sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. It's... uh... I don't know. Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. I think it depends on your interpretation. I was going to say it gets into like that weird, creepy is versus ought territory. Yeah. Where like it's entirely based on what the consequences are. And if the consequences for the person with the superpower is that they would feel guilt, Mm. but it's a sociopath who doesn't feel guilt, then like Mm -hmm. in that sense, the, the consequences being laid out as they would be are irrelevant. Yeah. And so... The consequences aren't weighted as equally as they would yeah. be otherwise. Yeah. I feel like like the sociopaths and stuff just like make karma so like well, I feel like they still do get their karma because like people people just find out, you know, if they're interacting with society as all, well, they're gonna get somehow punished for not contributing, I think. But yeah, it's like it's almost subjective though, because like if you like if you take a situation like like Someone like Jeff Bezos, a lot of people mm. are pissed at him because he's hoarding all all this money that should they they feel should be more equally distributed. But then I kind of looked into it and he's like, he is working on this other space company or whatever. And it's kind of like, how do we know? Like, what if in 20 years time, that is actually exactly what people need? And the fact that he hoarded all that money is actually going to a good karmic cause. Mm. You don't really know until the universe like brings that like right now it sounds like it seems like it makes no sense like mm. but i i feel like that's almost an interesting example of this question it's mm. it's it's not exactly because like you know he did make a company that everybody uses so he is serving humanity but like if you look at the proportions yeah like someone could question that of like is he not getting um enough consequence for not donating enough of his like giant surplus or whatever, you know? No, I think he's a great example because that's that's part of the reason I love this question is like it it exposes some hard limits to our utilization of morality, really. It's kind of the way obligation can be kind of the hook in certain parts of this. When you add for the betterment of humanity, then betterment becomes one as well because it's like, well, betterment according to whom and betterment when? Because like you said, like what if Bezos is just really prescient and knows that in 50 years, we're going to need to go to Mars and only this many people are going to need to go to Mars. Like what if he in his heart of hearts or he was spoken to by a, a prophet and he knows that that's how we have to save ourselves. He's greedy in the short term so that he can be our, right. our hero. But we would never know that. Yeah, Which one know. of us doesn't have the right to be acting the way we do? <laughs> you know? yeah. And that becomes an issue of like, Something like eugenics was considered a progressive idea at one point. It's fucked up. It's horrible, but it was considered to be a way of kind of managing populations so that Earth could maintain a level of homeostasis that would sustain us for a longer time. There was all other crap wrapped into it. Racial things were wrapped into it. Class things were wrapped into it. Like It was wrong on virtually every level, but it was considered to be a progressive and a forward-thinking thing. So if that person had a superpower, they would be doing different things for the betterment of humanity <laughs> than any of us might want them to. <laughs> so it becomes a really yeah. fine line. I just had another thought. What if, like, say the moral code that we're kind of all used to in this particular time period, what if you fast forward 200 years or something? Or maybe mm-hmm. more, it probably have to be way more than that. Let's say fast forward like 500 
what if there's just a completely different moral code by then? Yeah. And so what we think is right and wrong now wasn't even like, like, what if that was just a construct? I mean, that is the cosmic joke, in my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah. What we react to in terms of the ethos that dictates our moral judgment and what we consider to be ethical behavior or reverent behavior is ever evolving. And the Puritans sure did think they were exhibiting moral judgment <laughs> when they yeah. hanged 18 women. <laughs> Who are yeah, that's part of where it gets dangerous to me is when you get things like that. Like those people genuinely believed that they were doing what was right. Yeah. And that still happens in so many cases. And it's like really hard to pin down an objective morality by which to enforce this obligation. Right. So then it becomes, it's just a very murky, you know, it, I don't know. I, I just love that question. It's so impossible to... <laughs> To work through, because there's also the almost the nature nurture thing, like to bring it back to the sociopath point that Owen made, like, does that person have an obligation? Like, is that guilt a proper metric or a proper punishment for that person to sort of measure themselves and pin themselves down for not acting the right way if they were born with sociopathy? Like if they had like a congenital condition that gave them sociopathy, is it fair to hold them to something like guilt? If they or if they have a brain tumor. Guilt? Exactly. Like yeah. say we held people to like sight or hearing, you'd fuck over a lot of blind and deaf people mm -hmm. when it wasn't their fault at all. So it's like, it's really, really tricky because it's easy to start to see some of these things that we ascribe virtue to as these like holy traits that human beings have. But sometimes it can be as simple as a, you know, a cognitive problem or mm -hmm. a head injury. I think this this is a big reason why I... I struggle to, I guess, take religion at face value because I feel like this is just my personal feeling of it. I think a lot of people would feel complete opposite. But for me, trying to put like a moral code into like a bunch of words and trying to like sustain that throughout time, uh, to me, that seems to, it, it almost feels like overthinking compared to just like an intuitive sense that we're just however we're born is probably how we're meant to like operate. So like, hmm. I mean, there's always exceptions to that. Like the, the sociopath, which is like just a weird situation, but it's just like for the rest of us that are luckily born with like a conscience, you know, it's like maybe that conscience is better followed, not through an external written description of it, but just the, the almost uh, intangible feeling that we personally have as an individual. That's kind of just how I tend to think of those things more. And it, it always makes it feel weird because like I can appreciate a lot of religious stuff, but I feel like in order to do that, I always have to reinterpret it in, into that lens. I see like, so like, you know, I might be looking through, like I might be interested in something that was written in the Bible. Like, like, Oh, that was a, 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 the phrase that sounds like it has some wisdom there, but then like, yeah, it's almost like if someone were to tell me something else from another part of the Bible, it's like maybe that information wasn't coming from my own intuition. So it's like, it feels external and it's like, am I ready to use that yet? Or does it not even apply to my worldview? You know, there's so many questions like that rather mm -hmm. than feeling like, like, I think there was something interesting about religion in terms of like, it got 
a society to kind of all agree on the same thing, to kind of even be a society to begin with. And I think a lot of those kind of moral codes that like started in different religions have kind of already integrated into our society, regardless of what people believe. Like there's, there's principles in there still, but you know, as things get more progressive and people think for themselves more, it's almost like how much of that has to stay as this external, like the world kind of coming to a collective consensus on something versus like each individual just kind of following their gut and hoping that whatever uh, universe or God or spirit kind of just designed it that way so that each person's path is like correct to begin with. I don't know. Well, that's when it gets tough because it's like, which moral worldview do we really have a right to claim in a practical sense? You know, mm -hmm. like which one does the least harm and does the most good for people? And I think to that end, it would be like something like utilitarianism is it can be so wrong so many times. Like there are definitely a, a million ways that can go wrong, but in some weird ways, it's the only one that we have any right to, mm -hmm. or one of the only ones we have any right to. There's probably a few of them, but because it's only predicated on the here and now to some extent, or it's only predicated on things that we can directly reason with. Right. Not, not ideologies and not belief systems really. It's just mm -hmm. on what does the most good for the most people. Yeah, it's like the correct the the most incorrect answer to the trolley problem would be yeah. <laughs> well how many of them are saved. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got to do the trolley Wait, problem. Trolley problem? Trolley okay, what's problem. that? Um there, <laughs> Um there's a trolley heading down a track. It's about to approach a fork, right? And so you can pull a lever to change its course. But on one course there is one person standing on the tracks on the other course there are five people standing on the tracks and so if you can pull the lever wait there's more to it than that right matt yeah wasn't there something like the people on the trolley will be in danger if you go one way something like that uh, so it's basically do you kill one person to save five yeah i think i had heard it as like you could go down the track with the one person or you could send them down the other track careening into nowhere killing everyone on the trolley is it wrong to kill the person on the track deliberately because you're the driver of the trolley and you have an obligation to save the people who are on the trolley who are under your care or is it right oh. to save that person and not commit a murder by killing everyone on your vehicle it's swerving right and uh, the rebuttal is always well because anyone that'll say, oh, well, it's better to save the people on the trolley because they're under your care and that's your duty as an agent in that case is to make sure that they're okay. Then people always say, all right, well, how about the guy on the track is about to cure cancer? Yeah. Should he live one more day? Yeah. Well, but I think the way that it was framed on the good place was just they had five people on one track and one person on the other. Okay. And they didn't yeah. get into like, well, who is under your care directly like who mm. who paid for a ticket on the trolley yeah you know and shouldn't they expect to reach their destination safely or to be mm. under your stewardship but that makes a lot more sense as like an ethical question because then the man on the tracks did not make the choice at all to engage with the trolley other than he's crossing the tracks at that moment yeah you know and that's what makes it kind of interesting to me is like because the utilitarian angle jumps out when you hear the trolley problem, I think like it, it feels really like a clear decision. Like, Oh yeah, you'd kill the one guy. 
in order to save like the crowd of people on your trolley, you know, you would live with the guilt, you would live with the pain, but you would save a lot of lives and you'd chalk it up to that guy standing there and like nothing could be done. We honked, he wouldn't get out of the way, whatever. Yeah. But it becomes different when you say, yeah, but your duty is like all these people got onto that trolley under the assumption that they could trust you as a trolley driver <laughs> to not fucking kill them yeah. between point A and point B. That's part of your job, even if it's not written in your job description. So are you allowed to forsake your duty as an agent in that case because you believe you don't want to do that? Like you didn't think murder was going to be part of your being a conductor or yeah. an engineer at any point. There's just so many angles to it. I fucking love the trolley problem. Yeah.